Hi everyone and welcome to Superwoman Wellness. I'm Dr. Taz. I've made it my mission throughout my career in integrative medicine to support women in restoring their health using a blend of Eastern medical wisdom with modern science. In this show, I will guide you through different practices to find your power type and fully embody the healthiest and most passionate version of you. I'm here for you and I can't wait to get started. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Superwoman Wellness, where you know we are determined to bring you back to your superpower self. Joining me today on a topic we have not discussed before, flower essences and what they might mean for your health. So joining me today, I have Katie Hess. Katie is a flower alchemist, author of Flower Revolution and founder of Lotus Wee. Am I saying that right? Lotus Way, Lotus Wee. Yep. One of the world's leading floral apothecaries. With her signature elixirs featured in O, the Oprah Magazine, the New York Times and the LA Times, her flower powered community is thriving. Love flowers. Katie teaches mindful awareness practices at flower lounge events around the world, hands out flowers to strangers and urban flower flash mobs and hosts the Flower Lounge podcast with listeners in over 75 countries. She's founder of the Self-Arising Nature Center in Phoenix, Arizona, a center for flower essence education experiences and practitioner training. Welcome to the show. So excited to talk about this. I joke all the time that I want to live in a bed of flowers. Like I want our entire house to be surrounded <laughs> in it. I want flowers in every single room. And my husband just looks at me and says, someday we will get there. But anyhow, so so definitely a kindred spirit. But tell us more about how this all evolved for you. What are flower essences? Explain some of that to us. So I've been working with flower essences for over 20 years. The first 10 years of my career, I worked with people one-on-one -on -one doing consultations. You know, people would come and talk to me about what was working in their lives, what wasn't working, where they wanted to be in the next six months. And then I would put together a little bottle of flower remedies for them to go home and take. And then they would come back in three or four weeks. And to make a long story short, what happened was I just got to a point where I was like, how are people going through these incredible, incredible radical transformations in their demeanor, their body language, their faces, their stories in such a short amount of time? You know, how was it possible that women were just like leaving years of baggage behind and really feeling a new sense of freedom and uh, happiness. And so then we started making products that could reach all over the world because we felt, you know, I just felt like a duty to reach more people. Um, what are flower essences? It's a great question. Um, it's very different from essential oils. I think right now in the US, flower remedies are like right about maybe the 1980s. Uh, like lavender oil, right? Yeah. So like maybe some of the hippie moms were into it, but not everyone, but we can not say mainstream. like, yeah. yeah, safely we can say like essential oils are pretty mainstream now, Definitely. right? Yeah. And so flower remedies are just taking a, a little while to catch up. They don't have a scent. So what, what, what we're really doing is capturing the life force. Oh, so, you know, like if you think how you feel when you're walking in the okay. wild, you just feel so revitalized. And you know, there are numerous studies done by medical schools in Tokyo that show how it reduces adrenaline and cortisol and increases your white blood cells. So basically it has this exponential effect on you that has more to do with than just oxygen. Um, and you know, Chinese medicine doctors have been tapping into our energy systems for thousands of years. So the concept is this, 
how you feel around a particular flower, it's like inviting that into your energy system or into your body. The actual flower essence itself is a collection of that life force of that particular flower. Every flower on the planet has a really specific benefit for what it does. Some make you laugh, some make you more clear, some get rid of old childhood limitations. Um, you know, pretty much any neurotic thing we could think of as human beings or any challenge or struggle or heart pain, there's a flower for it. Wow. And it just accelerates our ability to let go of things that are limiting us, like thought patterns, emotional patterns, and really turn up the volume on, you know, what's our, like, what's the real why we're here? And, and can we become more bold and courageous and fearless and ourselves, mm -hmm. if that makes sense? Yeah, it does. So, you know, essential oils, we've always talked about, they really act on the limbic system. They act through scent, you know, kind of going through that olfactory nerve, penetrating an area of the brain where it holds emotions and memories and those type of things. And so uh, the science of it all is that maybe it helps that way. You inhale sandalwood or lavender or frankincense, they each have different purposes to it. With flower essences, there's no scent but what's, are we inhaling it? Are we rubbing it on ourselves? Are we putting it in a lotion? Like what is the, how are we, how are we absorbing it? And then is it acting vibrationally to improve our energy fields? It, kind of break it down for like, we get acupuncture, you stick a needle in a acupuncture point, you release energy in the meridian, kind of get cupping, we get massage you know, we get essential oils, break down maybe how the flower essence piece would work. Yeah. Okay. So this has been, it's a concept that's been around for thousands of years. Most people don't know that doctors and alchemists and shaman and uh, spiritual medicine men and women would have their patients go out into the wild, look for special flowers and drink the dew drops from the tops every morning. Um, obviously that's not convenient. Um, right. <laughs> so there was, there was a doctor in the UK by the name of Dr. Edward Bach. Um, oh yeah. Uh -huh. And he was an allopathic physician. He got frustrated with the limitations. Then he became a homeopathic. Then he got frustrated with the limitations of homeopathy for some reason. And then he just turned to his garden in the back, in his backyard. And he was the first person to develop a way to scale the dewdrops, so to speak. So, you know, how do you bottle the dew drops or how do you bottle that life force energy or the vibrational energy of a flower so that you can then just have it in a bottle and be able to drop it in your coffee water or tea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's a process called solar infusion and the sun is actually the catalyst of what drives the life force of the plant into water. Water is like the recording device, alcohol preserves it. So it's a very simple solution. It's closer to homeopathy than essential oils. Mm -hmm. Well, then you just, you know, drop it in your mouth, water, coffee, tea, or you can mix it with essential oils and make a mist, or you can literally put it in anything as long as you get it in or on your body. Um, so how that works is, uh, you know, energy medicine practitioners would see the body as the screen and the energetic uh, field as the projector. Right. So rather than going to like our physical body, which, you know, if someone were to come to me and say, hey, I have cancer, for example, I would never say, oh, just take flower essences and you'll be fine. Yeah. Because by that point, things start in the energetic field, then they move to mental, emotional. We get all these red flags in, in, in how we feel and how we think. And then if we say like, stuff it, stuff it, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to see it. I don't want to deal with it. Then the last final 
step is that it manifests in the physical body, right? As, as, as an imbalance or something to, to work out physically. At that point, then I would say you need something more like the body of a plant, herbs, traditional Chinese medicine, herbs, something that really gets to the, the body. But if you wanna go all the way back to the root cause and present, uh, prevent future illness, and also be able to create a really spacious container to work with whatever those emotions are. And, and so that, you know, in the West, we aren't really given good tools to like, what do we do with intense emotions? What do we do with rage? What do we do with anxiety? What do we do when someone we love dies and we're grieving? We're not, we're not really adept at, you know, how do we expand to let all of that change us and alchemize us into the greatness of who we are and become like you said in your intro, which I love, you know, the superwoman, like allow that to emerge. Um, so flower essences can work directly with that energetic field so that you go right to the root cause. My flower essence teacher used to say, we carry in every one of our cells in our cellular makeup, information stored of up to six to eight generations back in our past, right? So like we might have a thought and we think it's so unique to us, like, oh, this is my little thought in my little world, but it's actually very similar to something our great grandmothers were thinking about. Yeah. So, so the flower remedies are, and you, you, you probably know that like I do, you reach a certain age and you're like, oh my God, I sound just like my mom. Oh my God. I did, I did a TED talk on this. <laughs> I did a whole TED talk in, I think it was 2017 or 2018 on this where we, you know, the whole science of our emotions, right? Where emotions are stored in the mitochondrial DNA and the mitochondrial DNA passes through the women generation after generation, largely unchanged, but it's also the place where we store thoughts and feelings and emotions. So what we feel and think is a lot of what our ancestors felt and think and the responsibility with that too, right? To, to own some of this stuff and to also shift the the field to shift that energetic field around it. So I talked about it in my TED talk, but I think it went way over everybody's head. And they were like, huh? You know, so what is she doing up there? So I find it fascinating that you're bringing that up. But but then how would we, how would we, if we're carrying all the questions, right? So if we're carrying around some of the same emotional wounds and some of the same emotional strengths, how do we dial into that, know what to take what to pick, what sort of, is there a methodology to this oh yes. that would make sense? It's so easy. It's so easy. It's like, it's just mother nature and her brilliance. So, so right. There's the ancestral and I like dying to go listen to your TED talk <laughs> to my whole because it's, it's exactly what we're working with. Um, so flower remedies turn the volume down on all of the ancestral stuff except for the positive, right? We can keep the positive. Right. It's more like the self-limiting things that aren't truth with a capital T. Um, and turn the volume up on like, what is you? What is your essential essence, your energetic signature that is unlike no other? And what are you here to be in your greatness? And then you even see that with collective consciousness, right? So we, you know, especially last year, we see the influence of you know, uh, a whole population or global population yeah. having an experience that's similar. What I noticed was that in our community, the people that were taking flower remedies regularly were just so rooted in their own truths, in their own intuition, regardless of what was happening on the outside. 
So the magic of how do we know what we need is so brilliant because I've seen over the last 20 years without fail, you will always be drawn to the flowers that you need the most. Mm. So just by looking at photographs of flowers, okay, pick your top three or five. You know, we have a quiz on our homepage where you just select the flowers you're most drawn to. And that is like a mirror, mirror back to you reflects what's happening on the inside in your inner world and then how the flowers can help that. Wow. So it's very much what you're drawn to. There's not like, if you have X, take Y. It's not, it's not like that. It's not that linear. You can, you can do that. I mean, you can say, uh, you know, that's what I did initially when I first worked with clients was, okay, she's having a divorce. She's heartbroken. This flower is her heartbreak. I'm going to give her this. But then I realized it's much like, it's much faster and more expedient to just like use your core wisdom. You look, your eyes will tell you and done already. It's so I mean, we as human beings are so wise that we don't even know how wise, like we're so connected and we already speak the language of flowers. We just don't know that we speak it. Is there knowledge by what we're drawn to? Like I'm always drawn to, what am I always drawn to? I'm always drawn to gardenia. I'm always drawn to roses. I'm always drawn to roses. Is there knowledge? Do we learn more about ourselves when I tell you, what do you learn about me when I tell you that? Like I would fill the whole yard up with like roses and gardenia if I could. <laughs> like literally no grass. It would all be flowers everywhere. In fact, I remember being a little girl and I don't know if you've ever watched an Indian movie, but they would play in our house sometimes from time to time. And they're all like high drama and a lot of songs and theatrics and all, but, and I always thought they were annoying, but there was one old, old movie and I think they filmed it in the Netherlands and the couple fields and fields of tulips I was like mesmerized it's like I want to live there I want to live in all those tulips over there (laughs) you know I've always tried to replicate it but my tulips die usually and I end up having like three tulips and no field of tulips (laughs) but but anyhow if I told you some of that what would that tell you about me so there's a difference between what you're drawn to in the moment and then you know so we have those flowers that like today i'm really drawn to this next week i'm really drawn to the other thing and that those are like transitory needs and then there are the flowers that throughout your whole lifetime that will be like it's almost like your spirit animal you know it's your it's it's your kind of your signature um and what i find is that the ones you're drawn to today and this week and next week are genuinely things that want to be worked out on your inner world The ones that you say, like, my whole life, I'll be in love with gardenias and roses. That, in a sense, is like the way that you bring your greatest gifts into the world and what you are simultaneously working on in your own life, as well as teaching others. So, Mm -hmm. for example, rose. I mean, roses are, you know, the flower of tenderness and nurturing and nourishing. And it is a great teacher of dissolving any kind of negativity or a struggle or feeling like we have to make things hard in order to be worth it. Um, Dissolving hardness and, and bringing out more softness. So you may be like the perfect emissary in your community to really show uh, all of the people that you touch and the women that you touch that the things that they do can be just as nourishing and nurturing to them and they don't have to struggle Mm. and they don't have to get hard. They can kind of soften into it. 
Mm-hmm. And Gardenia is a great teacher of those things that we think are our greatest weaknesses are actually our greatest strengths. Mm. You know, there'll be something that's like, God, I hate when I do that or hate that part of myself or um, why am I like that? And we just kind of reject when, in fact, if we looked on the other side of the coin, it might actually be what makes us powerful. Mm. So you may have a capacity in this life to show women or to show people um, that actually what they believe is their their greatest weakness is actually their greatest strength. Does any of that resonate with you? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I feel like I feel like that's sort of the mission. Like, let's bring you out. Let's bring you forward, you know, so bringing you into bloom. I call the practice center spring, helping people find their center so that they kind of spring forward, you know, so that was a visual of a flower blooming that I kind of had in my in my head for sure. So yeah, it absolutely does. I love this. So if someone wants to learn more about flower essences, where do we get them? Are there, are there a ton of brands out there? Like I know about the Bach brand, but I didn't really know that there were that many brands or things to choose from. How do we choose? Like, how would you answer some of those questions? Yeah. I mean, I would say there's probably about 10 or 12 brands worldwide. I mean, it is very kind of niche thing to do to to collect flower essences. I would say if you're looking for, you know, look at the look at the different brands, look at the founder, look at the person who's collecting the essences, look at their face. Do you resonate with what they're saying? Do you do you want to um, do you resonate with the flowers that they're collecting? Mm. Um, and that will kind of give you, you know, maybe you really resonate with flowers from Alaska or Australia or Peru, or, you know, whatever the different founder is particularly collecting. Um, And do you feel drawn to their energy? Because there's some, you know, magic to that kind of connection as well. And then in terms of Lotus Way, uh, we have a really fun quiz on our website that, you know, you can choose the flowers you're most drawn to and just see, you know, feel into like, does that feel like me? Does it feel accurate? Yeah. And anytime that you want to, like, even if you want to share now, if you want to go to the website, I can share, uh, you know, do like a little turbo flower reading on what, what your choices mean about you. Yeah. I I saw that in my notes. So I would love to actually, you want me to go, I can go on, I'll go on through here. I'm such a tech idiot, but like, if I push any button here, it's this whole thing up. So I'll go to the website. How's that? And we can play with it. So it's lotusway.com. Yep. And then there should be a little button in the upper left hand. Lotus Wave. And guys, if you're doing this with me, it's Lotus is L-O-T-U-S-W-E-I dot com. And just go directly onto the website and let's see what we get. What do the flowers you're most attracted to say about you? So take our quiz to find out. So you want me to go ahead and do that? Yeah. And then, so it'll give you a series of slides with different flower images. So as you select the flower, just tell me the name of what you're picking. Okay, got it. All right, so take the flower quiz. Which flower do you like the most? So there are lots of choices on here for those of you listening. So on this first page, ooh, this is hard. I would say the orchid. Um, Firestar orchid? Yes. Okay. And then the second page, I would say the red rose. Mm-hmm. Of course. On the next page, ooh, this is hard too. The next page, I'd say red clover. Mm-hmm. So you can't overthink it, right? It has to be like, what do you, what do you like? You know, um, the next place I've never seen this, but it's beautiful. The Mondevilla, am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
The next page, Jade, definitely Jade. Uh, the next one, ooh, this is hard. It's a toss up between white magnolia and jasmine. I'm overthinking it. I feel like I'm on jeopardy. Was, I'm gonna have to go with white magnolia. <laughs> right, there we go. Um, all right, next one is pink. I like pink magnolia. And then the next one is definitely gardenia. Okay. All right, it's eight, eight choices there. Okay. So we'll start with the Firestar Orchid. So typically, the, if you choose Firestar Orchid, you tend to be a person whose ideas are ahead of the curve. So there might be times where you're like, God, I really want to say this, but I know that people aren't really ready to hear what, it's like your TED Talk. <laughs> Woo! Like everything I do, it's like, what is she saying? <laughs> oh my God, girl, I feel you. It's like the, the pain of perpetually being ahead of the curve. Yeah. But people really need to know what you have to say. So Firestar Orchid will give you courage to just like blah, let loose and, and share your, your out of the box ideas. Hmm. Uh, Red Rose, we talked a little bit about before it's, you know, the magic of uh, deleting any information in your cellular makeup around struggle and that things have to be hard and letting everything be nourishing and nurturing. Um, red Clover, that's an interesting one these days. So Red Clover, helps us unplug from the collective fear or con the collective kind of worry state, um, which you know in the last couple of years has been on high. So it, it helps us unplug from that and really plug into what is our truth and what is our, um, it also helps you be more empathetic and compassionate with people without taking it in. Mm. So sometimes we listen to a girlfriend tell us a story and then we suddenly feel like, oh, and then yeah. we pull that in to try to like solve yeah. for them. Right. So it helps us be empathetic and compassionate, but also that is theirs to deal with and not ours. So it's very protective um, for you. And then Mandevia, God, what a gorgeous flower. It opens up in a spiral and it is, it dissolves any patterns around fear of loss mm. or someone might go away or this situation might end or um, it helps us be really patient um, and just really fall in love with the way things are versus like wish for them to be differently mm -hmm. jade jade succulent is one of two things either you're feeling a bit low energy maybe you feel like napping in the afternoons and it will just boost your your natural vitality or there's something that you're doing that's kind of new and you're a little bit shy about like putting it out into the world uh, so it just like gives you a huge boost of really powerful presence around whatever that is you're working on is any of this resonating so far All of it, yeah All okay. <laughs> okay. um white magnolia is about divine timing so it's like a reminder to you you're in the right place you're doing the right thing don't have doubts don't worry uh it's typically a flower that i would use in situations like for hospice so like big mm. transitions you know where we really are are something is transitioning and it's it gives you the sense of it's divine it's perfectly okay where you're at right now pink magnolia on the other hand is when you give all your energy and resources and attention to others and have a tendency to forget about taking care of yourself. So it will- I didn't know about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're just saying that, you see like, oh, take a deep breath. Um, 
it's it's you know it when you start working with pink magnolia it's like it forces you to like stop yeah. take breaks get a foot massage you know do take a bath take that you time that you need to recharge and lastly gardenia again is is that shining light into dark places and recognizing that that's actually where all of our power comes from wow pretty incredible do you ever blend all the essences together to create customized formulas? Like, could I have something with all eight of them in one thing to use? <laughs> me, all of it. Um, I, yeah, I don't have them all in one right now, but I will send you, if you give, your, give me your mailing address afterwards, I'll send you everything. And actually it's better if they're not all in one because um, some of what we do, so everything comes in the elixir format that you put in your coffee, water, tea, but we also blend them with essential oils mm -hmm. because like you, okay, 20 years ago, I realized not everyone wants to take things internally. Yeah. And everyone understood what I was doing. So we also blend them with essential oils so you can mist yourself and anoint yourself. And then you get the yummy, you know, jasmines and gardenias mm. and rose scents. So I'll send you all of that in multiple forms. And that can be like your, you know, multiple times during the day self-care ritual that you can breathe in all the amazing stuff. Oh, I love it. I can't wait. Yeah. So absolutely give you my address. And I definitely want to get your book too and learn more about this. I think it's fascinating. There's so many, so many different techniques to heal our soul. And this is one I certainly have not heard about before, have not explored before. Also, because you are who you are um, and you want to like live in a bed of roses, anytime you are in Phoenix, Arizona, let me know and we'll do, um, we've been calling it a botanical treatment. It's something I've never seen it anywhere else. Maybe the closest would be like limpias or cleanses in South America. Yeah. But we have developed this method where, so you, you lie down on the massage table and it's not manipulation, it's not massage. We're actually using plant material to create this whole experience sensorily where you, know, you close your eyes and then we're using eucalyptus and rose petals and other flowers um, to, and all the flower essences and all the aromatherapy oils and sound to literally like make you feel like you go into a forest, a jungle, a rose garden. Mm and meet like the innermost essence of yourself. Oh, wow. Through this incredibly, it's like barraging your senses with uh, scents and rose petals. And like literally you, when you get to the end and you open your eyes, you're laying in a bed of roses. Oh, wow. So I'm anytime you come to Phoenix. Yes, absolutely. I will probably purposely detour somehow to Phoenix just to have that done. That sounds incredible and amazing. I can't wait to, to try it out. Well, this has been so fun and so fascinating. And I, I'm excited to learn more about this and even use it quite honestly, because I know that healing is deeper then the physical body, we all have a vibrational energy, a pattern that we kind of put out there. And it's sort of our responsibility to figure out what we can use to shift and change it because that's what passes on generation after generation, you know, and it's pretty, pretty powerful stuff. But if anybody listening today wants to learn more about this or connect with you, what's the best way for them to do so? Uh, yeah, you can find us on our website, uh, on all the social media channels. We have a team of people, uh, you know, willing to help you figure out what flowers are best for you. Um, do mini consultations, um, 
just reach out. We're here to help. Wonderful. Excellent. Thank you so much for taking time out to join us today. I really appreciate it. And I should say, if anyone is uh, wanting to explore flower remedies, you can use the code podcast for 15% off. Awesome. So hopefully you guys all heard that it's podcast. That's it. And they just put that in, you get 15% off your order. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. So Look, superwomen, go out there, use this to help you as you navigate whatever the journey of your life will be ahead of you. It's something that is going to be easy and simple, and it's the power of Mother Nature right in your hand. I think it's incredible. I'm so excited to, to try this myself. So thank you so much for joining us today, Katie. I really appreciate it. And for everybody else watching this particular episode of Superwoman Wellness, remember you can rate and review it and share it with your friends. We're on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all those fun places. And if you post a review, screenshot it to me to hello at drtaz.com and I'll send you a free bottle of Boost. Thanks again. And we will see everybody next time. <laughs>